Welcome to the Nordic Mythology Podcast. I'm Daniel Farrand, owner of the company Hornsville Odin. And before we get into the show, I need to do a little bit of housekeeping because we do have to try and keep the lights on here. And the best way to support the show and help us do that is on our Patreon. And it's literally Patreon for slash Nordic Mythology Podcast. And we have a bunch of different incentives over there to join us. It's just £3 a month. You're going to get early access to the episode. You're going to get access to the Discord server where we have a lovely little community. It's a lot of fun in there. And get a bonus episode every week where it's, it's just an extra episode. And it, it's kind of an extension of the main show where the, get, where the viewers get to ask the guest questions. Through me, I am like a a conduit for the questions. You get to submit them in the chat. And basically, like I say, it's, it's an extension of the main show. And we just go on for a little bit longer. So you get that extra episode every week. You also get the story time with Jonas Lorenzo, which we do every other week, where we read through the sagas and have a lot of fun. They, they, they tend to be chaotic, as chaotic as the start of this episode, to be honest, which we'll get into in a second. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. And like I say, it really does help the show keep going. You know, we're 670 episodes in at this point, but we've amassed a little bit of a helping behind the scenes, but they all need paying because they're, they're greedy. No, they're not. They're not greedy. They deserve it. Uh, but yeah, we we obviously have to try and do things to keep the license. So if you can support us on Patreon forward slash Naughty Mythology Podcast, it would be grateful and it works out like 10 pence a day. You wouldn't even miss it, probably. Maybe. I don't know. Let's get into the show. <laughs> All right. Today I'm joined by Genevieve. Go- Please pronounce your surname for me again. Gornacek. Gornacek. So, okay. I'm going to lift the curtains up. The, okay. the, the, the well-polished velvet curtains that are clearly always behind this show because it's so smoothly put together. And people listening would have no idea the chaos that usually happens. Maybe. Um, but <laughs> but today has been a nightmare because I got here nice and early, thought I would have everything set up. My lovely Canon camera decided to not work. Uh, so if anybody that works for Canon is listening, fuck Canon because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the shit. I bought a lovely Canon R10, this really nice camera that I expected to be able to use as a webcam. Of course, should be able to just use this lovely mirrorless camera as a webcam but apparently you have to subscribe. I can, oh, I can use it as a webcam, but only in SD 30 frames per second. Fuck SD, right? We, we, it's 2023, shouldn't have SD anymore. Let's just get, throw that in the bin, get rid of that. There's no excuse for it. But they, they want me to pay extra to have it in HD. And that's not even the part that annoys me the most. Part that annoys me the most is that you can't have it unless you live in the USA. So if you live outside the USA, I now have this lovely camera, which is a great camera. Lovely camera for taking photos, but as a webcam, it's dog shit. Uh I look like I'm from the 80s because I'm in SD. The <laughs> and this and the crop it slightly odd to the size of it. Uh I try putting in a fake uh, this is probably illegal, probably shouldn't even admit to this. Try putting in a fake American address in there. Could it wouldn't let me do it? Oh, it's just been an absolute nightmare. Uh, so genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, right now, fuck Canon unless somebody messages me and helps me fix this because it's a nightmare. Um, 
and I've had a red eye all day because I didn't sleep very well, so I've had a bloodshot eye. But that's my rant. So that's my my initial rant over. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're going to talk about your lovely books. They sure are books. And I, I do have to say, if we did start on time, my cats would have been in the middle of their afternoon brawl, uh, which was happening like as we were <laughs> getting all uh, situated here. So I'm thankful for that because there would have been a lot of noise in the background. And oh, so I, it worked it out. It all worked out. It would have been less swearing that was happening here. I'll tell you that <laughs> right. because I, I'm just so beyond frustrated with it. And that probably comes out in that little rant that I had then because you know, you buy a, a little webcam, especially when it says on the box, this camera can be used as a webcam. Yeah. Brilliant. For uh, a price for yeah. an additional fee. But it's not even, I like I said, it's not even the additional fee that bothers me. It's the fact I can't even pay the fucking additional fee because I live in the UK. It's like, it just doesn't make sense to me. That's wild. Like, at all. It just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, but Canon, they apparently are notorious for having terrible software. It sucks. Yeah. I'm, I, the, the, yeah. The annoying thing is I could probably just go and buy like a £30 webcam and it's going to be in HD and I'm going to look better than on this like a thousand pound fucking camera that, that I'm sat looking pixelated as fuck on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's quite ridiculous, really. Uh, but that's not like I say. I digress. That's not what we could talk. We're here to talk about. Um, we're going to talk about, like I say, your books. That's the that the books and I guess how we put. For the Viking Age, Nordic mythology, those things in there. Yes. But yeah, where should where should we start? Uh, I could talk about what the books are. Oh, yeah. First, okay. maybe. Yeah. Uh, Let, let's start there. Let's. Why don't you stop me ranting uh, <laughs> and tell me a little bit about you, where you're from, and the books, the book titles, maybe what they're a little bit about. Um, maybe just keep going for fifty minutes, pull this episode out the hole. <laughs> And, <laughs> you know, it's fix, all good. Fix it. Uh, okay. Yes. So, hi, I'm Genevieve Kornicek, Uh, And when I was an undergraduate, uh, I got to study the Swedish language, which is how I ended up studying abroad in Sweden. My uh, grandpa is from Sweden. Uh, and I, I live in the States. I live in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, and while I was over in Sweden years ago, I decided to add on a Scandinavian studies minor to my history degree. And when I came back, the first course that was being offered at my university in that department was Old Norse language. And I was like, okay, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to do it. And I did it. And I swear to you, like leaving that classroom for the first time, I was like, this is about to be my entire personality. Like this mm -hmm. is just this is just going to be who I am as a person now. Uh, it does that, that to you, doesn't it? This whole yeah. this whole thing. What I have not found a a correct terminology for it, so I'm just going to call it a shtick. Yes, this, this whole shtick of just Vikings. Once you, for a better term, because there's going to be some people that are like Vikings don't right. exist, blah, blah, blah. Right. but this for a better term, this whole thing about like Vikings and Scandinavia. It's just something about it that really just grabs you by the balls and is like, I'm not letting go. This is your yeah. thing now. Yep. 
Yeah, I don't even I I have friends who don't remember what I was like before this. So, yeah. yeah. It just it does it just takes takes over your life. I mean, I was not heavily tattooed. I was a plumber. Uh I had a little bit of a beard. And now look at me. Yeah. Just, just covered in Nordic style tattoos. I've got a beard. I run a podcast that sometimes successful and does well sometimes just falls apart uh i have a nordic style business i guess like it's really taken my life yeah i feel that on a spiritual level um yeah uh so i also uh while i was taking courses in that department uh that autumn i took a nordic mythology course and uh during that time i did this totally wild thing called um, National Novel Writing Month, which is where in November, a bunch of authors who hate ourselves, apparently, decide to write 50,000 words uh, in one month, in 30 days. Um, and That's so more I, than I've written my entire life. It, and, and, and weirdly sure. enough, like, it, it's not actually that many words. It is for a month, but like, that is like a, a novella size thing, like... So not really like a novel, but um, when I wrote uh, a sad Loki fan fiction for my National Novel Writing Month novel that year in 2011, uh, and now it looks like this. <laughs> and oh. uh, nobody is more surprised about it than I am. Um, so, so that was the starting point was just yeah. you just wrote a little sly little 50,000 words. Uh, it ends up clocking in at more like 80,000, but the finished one is now like 104. No, but yeah. I, I did that you're after the off. fact. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, so you went back to it and added to it. Yeah, I had to. So I actually, I sat on it for about seven years uh, before I actually tried to get it published. And then I had to kind of revise and uh, do all that stuff. And that's how it got a little bit longer. Um, so uh, The Witch's Heart is a... Uh, sad Loki fan fiction. It's a, a reimagining. Oh, so, is that the, so is that how it's, that's the one that started out as a Loki fan fiction? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, right. This, when is, you say this it, is the, this is the UK version. Oh, when you see, when you said it looked like this, I thought you meant as in, this was the progression of now I have books. I didn't realize that it started out. Yeah. It literally started out as that and then became. Yeah. So oh. uh, it's been a wild ride. Um, was that, was that, that's the first thing you wrote? Uh, I had written a bunch of other stuff in high school and college, uh, but this was uh, my first thing that ever got published. So, uh, and that was two and a half years ago it came out. Are there many writers that get like the first proper thing published? That's a good question. Um, I feel like that's probably quite uncommon. That Yeah, I, I would think so. Just because, I, I mean, I would not want the first thing I ever wrote to get published because it's not very good. Uh, you kind of live and learn and progress your skill sets and such. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you wrote a Loki fan fiction. I, I jokingly call it that. It really is just, it's a reimagining of the Nordic myths centering uh, the giantess Angerboda, who uh, is the mother of uh, Hel Fenrir and Jormungand uh, with Loki. So um, 
it's kind of like her side of the story. And she's only mentioned once in each of the Eddas and both times in relation to Loki and their children. So I really didn't have anything to go on. And uh, there's a thousand ways that the story could have been written. And this is just my my take. <laughs> so this is the UK cover, which is why I'm holding it up. So why do they do I do publishers do that? Have like a different cover for different countries. Is there a reason? They uh they just think that different covers would do better in their market, maybe. Uh yeah, yeah authors don't really get a say in that. They're just like, this is what's gonna work for us. And I'm like, you know your market better than I do. So Yeah, you just gotta let them kinda you just put the words down and let them do yeah. what they gotta do. Yep. Okay. So was it always I guess I'm trying to figure out because obviously you you went to you stood at university and then became a writer. So I'm trying to kind of piece together the path of where you take the turn into becoming an author, I guess. Um, but using kind of using everything that you'd learned from your studies in it and weaving it in there. Uh, was it a, like, did you ever think that that was going to be where you'd end up? No. Even though, yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry, I was, I was going to say, I, I would assume that anybody who does like a scholarly, you know, like does any kind of degree, um, the type of books, well, I guess other than doing a creative writing degree, but if you're doing like a, a course on Norse language or whatever it is, uh, that you, the book you expect to write would be a fictional one, fiction, nonfiction. Right. Fiction. Which one? Which one is non-fiction. it? Non-fiction. Non-fiction. <laughs> no, help me out with this. Uh, yeah, you, but you would expect it to be like a, you know, like an historically accurate book. Well, uh, I have always been a creative writer. Uh, I, I did do my essays and stuff in college, and I did uh, get into the graduate program of my dreams, uh, and then I ended up not being able to go. Uh, but I mean. I, I had always wanted to be a published novelist and uh, just the way it happened was not what I expected, but I'm super grateful for it. Um, yeah. There was a time where I, I did want to go on and, you know, publish research, uh, mm -hmm. but I just never got that chance. And I found my strengths lie more in fiction than uh, otherwise. So has to be a lot more fun as well. It is a lot of fun. Gives you, I guess it gives you a lot more freedom to, to write fiction rather than boring, like having to like cite papers and stuff, and you know, be all like yeah. dead accurate and people checking it all the time. Yeah, I'm still a bit of a nerd about that though. Uh, like in the um, the appendix of the Witch's Heart, I try to be as true to what the Edda say as possible when I'm like explaining the different figures, um, just because as somebody pointed out to me in one of my first talks, I. Uh, I got a question from a reader that was like, how does it make you feel that you are probably a lot of people's first exposure to uh, Norse mythology? And I was like, that is terrifying. Uh, that is terrifying because <laughs> and it's, yeah, we all know how into these people get, as we said, and how yeah. fanatical those people can be too when what you, you write, even when it's accurate, is not yeah. what they think. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I learned a lot about that the hard way, um, but it is, it's a responsibility I take 
even then, like even before, as I was writing the appendix, it's something that I took really seriously, like trying to be like, okay, like trying to explain where I put the embellishments on versus like what our sources say. Um, And I took that even more seriously, almost to a fault when I was writing my second novel that just came out in July, Product Placement. (laughs) It's called The Weaver and the Witch Queen. And it is about Gunhild, Mother of Kings, who was married to Eric Bloodaxe. Uh, spoiler alert, I love the UK cover. I love the US cover too, but like... The UK one's very cool. I like that. Um, yeah, and it was... Uh, because this is actually supposed to be um, like more... It's a historical fantasy. So it like actually takes place in the Viking age rather than like a mythical past. So mm-hmm. I was pretty like nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta get it. I gotta get everything. So it uh, it was a uh, it was a lot of work. It, yeah, I guess especially when it's set in the Vikings, you've got to cross your T's and dot your eyes, and and make sure that what you say is correct because people will pull you on it, I guess. And yep, and and again, like it could be some people's first exposure to this time period, so I don't want them to walk away thinking things are true that i just made up so uh got another lengthy author's note in there being like here's a little bit about my research guys sorry i'm doing funny voices i that's like the Gen- <laughs> genevieve special so. right. yeah, i would say i would do a funny voice too but i just have one voice and it's this so <laughs> you just have to get used to it i guess yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay so that's the one you kind of touched on it briefly then the one thing that most fascinated me and I mentioned it to you before was how how you find the balance between using mythology and in I don't know if plagiarism is the right word but it not appearing to be like a direct copy because obviously when it comes to something set in the Viking Age uh, this historical fact you just put them in there because they're real things they happened Uh, but then when you kind of take things from sagas and mythology i guess it's easy to you know you want to put those easter eggs in you want to have those bits weaving through they're really cool uh but then if you just take a story and kind of just rewrite it as your own and put it out there people will be quick to be like well that's just locus center but dressed up a little bit different so how right. yeah how do you avoid that i imagine that's got to be a really difficult task uh, so I think in my case, um, for The Witch's Heart, it was very much one of those things where, uh, like I mentioned, we didn't have a lot of information about Angraboda. So I got to have free reign to do as I wanted to uh, while like sort of recounting some of the myths um, as we go along. Um, and we're kind of getting them because basically Angraboda spends the first half of the book like just sitting in her cave, raising her strange children. And Loki comes back and forth and like tells her uh, some of the myths, like as as we know them from the Eddas. Um, so she's kind of like such a peripheral character that I, I, I definitely worried about like getting things right as much as I could, but I did have the space to kind of move around and um, tinker with things. It was kind of meant as like a peek behind the curtain, like, okay, like here are all like the myths happening, but like what is happening over here out mm-hmm. in the wilderness? Uh, meanwhile, so but again, I, I guess that then has its own challenge in a sense that if you have these fringe characters that people don't know much about, what you write will soon then become real 
<laughs> to a lot of people because they don't have anything else to fill in the gaps. They then kind of your words, then you're like, oh, well, in this book, it said this, this, you probably found that somewhere. People have capital O opinions mm -hmm. on, on some of these characters that we know nothing about. Oh yeah. So, uh, and you know that, and I know that. Um, so, uh, yeah, that that has been kind of difficult to navigate as well. I've heard people say, uh, you know, everybody knows that Angerboat is supposed to be this, and it's like actually we we don't know. We don't know anything really about her. So she could be whatever you want her to be. Um, but some folks really have these very strong opinions, um, especially you know, like people who are actively like practicing paganism and, and worshiping revering these deities right mm -hmm. so um that was also somewhere where i had to like really tread carefully because like this is an active like religion right these are people's gods and they're very important to some people and some people have wildly different uh interpretations of the gods than than i do and mm -hmm. so i've <laughs> i've heard from those people um yeah you, just because you said it's it's an active religion, I have an extra bonus rant for everyone who oh hasn't boy. had me. Oh my gosh. For those who haven't had me rant yet, I'll save it for the end of the episode so I don't interrupt it now. Uh, but I have a bonus rant on racism and current um, ousture, I guess, just because I stumbled upon a shitty group and figured it'd be nice to just call them wankers. Because why not? I'm in the mood to, I'm in that kind of mood. Uh, but I guess back to back to the other back on topic. When when you have these characters that you don't, we don't know much about. So I would say arguably like the most famous example would be like Ragnar. Um, obviously we we have tons of mentions of it, but when it comes to like Joe Public Vikings TV show, like Ragnar is, I think pre. The Vikings TV show, the most thing that people knew about like the Vikings, they would know, or like the mythology would be like Odin, Thor. Yeah. That's Loki. That's probably like the extent of most people's knowledge. But then you get then you get introduced to Ragnar through the TV show, but he gets given a face. He gets given these shitty, shitty tattoos on the side of his head. Sorry to anybody who's copied those tattoos. I apologize but they suck uh again sorry but that is what it is they're just not I, I just don't find them they're not just not there's so much cool like nordic artwork you could do um and i don't know what the hell those things are but he has that this, this face this aesthetic he has haircut like me you know shaved on the side long on top uh he has the beard and i feel like now whenever anybody thinks about Ragnar, that's the image that automatically comes to mind because we don't have a photo of him. Uh, and I guess that could be similar with with your books when you don't have these characters and they don't get much airtime anywhere else. They don't feature other places. When you get then popular fiction that mm -hmm. describes them and gives them that kind of appearance, then... It couldn't stick. You could. You. It could stick for the next two hundred years. Who knows? <laughs> I want to think about that. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> it could could be there. You could be being cited by oh some other some other wanker oh. of the podcast in two hundred years. Oh my years. gosh! Oh my gosh! Ah! And once a book is out, it's out forever. That was a really hard pill for me to swallow. Like, oh gosh, because I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So I mean, I would have edited this thing like 
actually. I kind of did edit this thing like up until it went to the printers. So it's just who I am as a person. But yeah, it's a lot of responsibility. So um, that's why I tried to be really transparent about what I made up versus what we think we know from the edits. Yeah, is there is there like a little disclaimer in there? Or... I haven't I haven't actually like flipped this book in a really <laughs> long time. Because um... yeah, it's I find it fascinating, but I love things like this where where you have like I say East. I I just, I'm a sucker for Easter eggs, mm-hmm. like just little things and things that I I know from somewhere. Else. I just love it. it. Gets me all excited when it comes up in like a TV show. I'm like, ooh, I already uh, know that. Like, yes. I it's fun. So I love things like that where it's weaved in. Yeah. And but yeah, I never really thought about it from the author's perspective of having that. Because he's got to add like extra pressure. Because if they're your characters. Yeah. Okay. The the, you know, if if they if you've created them, uh, the best example I have is like, would be Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people hated the last series, the last few episodes. I didn't. I didn't particularly like it. I thought that it it was kind of not how I would have ended it. Mm-hmm. But I wholeheartedly defend. If that's how George R. R. Martin wanted to end it, I would wholeheartedly defend him because I'm like you're giving me a lot of awesome TV show a lot of awesome books uh, these are your characters you create them if you want to end them like that fair enough like whatever like I don't I have to respect that but when you're playing with like characters who existed before mm-hmm. like they're not your creation they're they're out right. there people some people already have connection to them especially when you're talking about things that are active religion where people mm-hmm. some people worship these these deities, these characters, they have altars to them in their house, they have tattoos of them, then that's a whole different responsibility of looking after a character. That was a long-winded way for me to ask that. No, I I I agree. It's uh it was something that was that I was thinking about, not even in the back of my head, like the front of my head the whole time. Uh I was, you know, writing, promoting uh the witch's heart. Um yeah, there were a lot of things to be mindful of. And mm-hmm. a little bit less so for the Weaver and the Witch Queen, um, just because uh, the medieval Icelandic sagas are not <laughs> as recognizable. Gunhild, Mother of Kings, is not like as much of a recognizable name as like Loki and yeah. Thor and all of them. So, um, but I did still still feel very uh, very pressured to try to not make mistakes. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's when you know when you have people who do. Like, you know, like I say, it is, it is an active religion and a growing one of that. So you yeah. do have, I, I've said quite a, a lot on the podcast. I'm agnostic. I don't go to any particular religion. I'm quite open and just, you know, well, I, I don't want to, I'm sitting on the fence. I don't want to choose either way, but there are people who, who do, and they have a, very strong spiritual connection to to these characters yes and you have to kind of be the ward for them when you're putting them into into these things uh and how how do you go about kind of looking after that uh well i had kind of the benefit of being part of some of these online communities for years and uh i don't post very much because i'm very shy uh but kind of um 
like observing how people perceived them and thought about them. Um, and this is like in the years, like since I wrote The Witch's Heart originally, right back in 2011. Um, so I've just been kind of like lurking and learning and just trying to do my best to be kind of a, a, a good caretaker. Um, but knowing that I cannot possibly please everyone, mm-hmm. that was also a hard pill to swallow. Uh, like okay. knowing that there are people like in my own community who hate my work that kind of sucks sometimes <laughs> but it's part of life like uh i you know if i eh, that's that's what happens when you you put yourself out there put your art out there put your heart out there right mm-hmm. like you're gonna be susceptible to to criticism and yeah. you just kind of gotta deal with it and get a thick skin and try to determine where you're going to take criticism from right because not everybody is going to be criticizing you in good faith some people do just want to tear you down. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I had a little bit of familiarity with those communities. Um, and that's kind of just how, how I researched in that regard, just seeing uh, how people felt about certain deities or how they would uh, honor them in different ways, because it's such a fiercely individualistic uh, kind of, you know, uh, community, right? Everybody has their different ways of honoring the gods. Mm. um, And there's no one like right way, unless you want to, you know, try to reconstruct what uh, paganism might've looked like back then, which is super complicated, Um, you know, just because of the written sources being, from hundreds of years later, as we've talked about on the podcast before. So sorry, long time listener. So <laughs> all right. Like I say, every podcast is someone's first podcast. Yeah. Um so I guess you're you're almost starting on a back foot because it's kind of like when you read a book and then they make it into a TV show. The the book you you know you've had the imagination, you've created the characters in your mind. They are yours to a to a degree and it's and it's this thing that you've made in your own imagination and then when it gets put into a a movie it always disappoints you always hear people say it's not as good as the book because it never will be because the book is your thing you're yes yes you're reading the words and having direction but you're creating the world in like say with your own imagination so when you take characters like this where people have that connection they and it is one of those things that probably make Norse mythology so interesting for people because there are so many gaps. There isn't a direct description of how you would do a ritual, how you would worship a certain god, what they look like. You know, there there are all these big gaps that people fill in with their own parts mm-hmm. and fit them into their own lives. Then when you do what you do and put them into a into a book and make the characters, you will have a certain group of people who go, "That's not that's not my Loki." Or that's not my Thor. Um, so yeah, I didn't. I never really thought of it like that. And the fact that you would have people who just disliked them, bef- didn't even give it a chance because it just doesn't fit their their version, I guess. Right. And the thing about that is that that's also completely valid, right? Because like, who am I to tell somebody how to, how they should try to see Thor or Loki, right? Like this is, I'm not trying to rewrite the mythology. No. I'm just putting the take out there and you could take it or leave it. But I uh, get precious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like if something's really important to somebody, of course, they're going to get mm-hmm. defensive. And like, I completely understand that. Trust me, like I get that. I actually, um, I've since left a lot of those online communities just because, you know, discussion about my book will start up 
and I'll be like, oh, I do not belong here in this yeah. space anymore. Like I, I there's a there's a you know, there has to be kind of like a degree of separation right between authors and the people who um, are talking about their work. Um, I don't want to be like hovering be like, are you talking about me? You know, yeah. so it's best to kind of excuse myself from those spaces once that conversation starts, because it, I was not meant to see it. I was not meant to be a part mm. of it. Um, it is not for me. But that's um, tough because it is a community that obviously you clearly love and you're involved yeah. in. You, mm-hmm. we spoke before, you know, you do live in history. Um, yes. So it's tough, I guess, to remo- feel like you have to remove yourself from places that you love based mm-hmm. on something you wrote that you put out there with all good intentions. It's just that some people just can't. I just, yeah, people are just shit sometimes out there. Like, if you don't like something you don't like, you just don't fucking read it. But right. people just suck at times. Yeah. But they, it, it is one of those things. It's such a catch-22 because it is, it's also what makes all of this shtick to put it back, to go back to, to that, like, so rewarding at times is because people love it so much and they become so passionate about it and it's so amazing but you get the flip side of that you only have to spend 10 minutes in a facebook group to see people arguing over the same thing every day do you have double runes did so and so do this what does this stand for and it's the same argument every day by the same people and it's like this is exhausting. It is exhausting. But yeah, they keep going. They keep doing it. But yeah. I think somebody, um, Kim said quite well, I think she she said, hating your work is not hating you, which I think is a nice takeaway to remember yeah. that maybe they don't agree with how you use a character, but it doesn't mean that they don't like you as, a, as an author. It's not even you as an author, I guess. It's just you're dealing with sensitive stuff. Yeah. Yep. And but, sometimes people do make it personal though, is oh, the only they? thing. So yeah. Um, but I mean, you, you know, you just block them and move on. Let's. That's bigger than, gotta that's, do. That's better than what I do. I just do what I did with Canon and just be like, you fuckers, <laughs> fix your shit. <laughs> yeah. Stop, stop being assholes. <laughs> yeah. That's, that is such a shame. And, it, and you know, like I said, I was going to, say this little rant for the for the end but it kind of fits in that you get Mm. these people who just take take this community and this the the religion whether you follow it or not it is a growing religion take it and just use it for nefarious reasons um Mm. and this is when i very kind of i would say disappointingly stumbled upon like this fucking shitty racist group um i don't even know if i want to fucking just out them i don't even know if i want to say the name of the group because i feel like that's just kind of pandering to it a little bit and like giving them any type of platform but i I wanted to i read they have a, a statement of ethics and i and i I read it and I was I couldn't believe what I was reading. Uh so I'm gonna read I'm just gonna read the statement of ethics or just part of it because it's 
I, I'm, I'll paraphrase. Um, we, oh, there's such dickheads. It's it. I, it's it, like I know what you're gonna read because I know who you're talking about, yeah. and I just like I don't even want to listen. I'm just like, Wait. I know. but uh, like I say, I'm not. I'm not gonna give tell, say the name of them, but it's it was more like I can't believe this exists, and I think that it's a tough one because I I don't I hate giving platforms to anything like that on here, but I also like to tell them that they're cunts as well uh and you know speak against it because it shouldn't exist in this community and mm-hmm. i think people don't always realize it's there because if you're in a if you're lucky enough to be in a little echo chamber away from it you don't realize how bad it can be and how much people actually do use this for white supremacy mm-hmm. um and uh, and then when you kind of turn a blind eye to it then it just kind of allows it to to fester and grow and it's been a while since we've called some white supremacist pricks on here so fuck it but these motherfuckers i said we want our children to grow up to be mothers and fathers to white children of their own we believe that those activities and behaviors um supportive of the white family should be encouraged while those activities and behaviors destructive of the white family are to be discouraged the fact that that exists on anywhere in in 2023 is just fucking beyond disgusting and i like i would it's just yeah it's just fuck them like fuck them with with all with all the might of this podcast but i feel like advertising them is just i don't know there's a part of me is like well fuck them just just say who they are and then they can get a lot of shit for it but it's just when I read it earlier, I was just like, "This is the the fact that someone's typed that out, and then then they go, you see, I think you said that you saw them at a they were they were they were at a rally or they were, um, forgot I've forgotten the word. Uh, I I we heard recruiting. Yes, uh, at a uh, Viking festival I was at a few months back, we had word that these guys were going to show up and try to recruit people. Um, and I made some signs and we hung them up all over the Viking camp. And it, the signs were basically like, no, you were not allowed here. Like if you mm-hmm. were going to spread hatred and it had a bunch of, because, um, you know, white supremacists have co-opted so many symbols that uh, and, and changed them in the way that like, people who aren't familiar with these symbols might think, oh, like that's, you know, um, yeah. a sun a, Yeah, they're like, oh, that must it. be, that's a sun wheel. But no, it's the black sun, you know? Like, so yeah. there's a there's a difference. Um, mm-hmm. And so just making the public aware that there's a difference so they're not accidentally promoting something that is... Bleh. Yeah, the sun wheel is, is well, not the sun wheel, the, the black sun is what I see defended all the time. Yeah. Uh, because people, a lot of people mistakenly get it tattooed and then, because they don't know better, but like the only place that that exists is on that stupid little fucking church in Germany or whatever it is, on like the floor. Um, and it, yeah, it is predominantly, it is just a symbol of hate. Okay. But yeah, it's just, the whole thing is just a big minefield. Um, mm-hmm. And I just... I hate it. I just there was the like I said that was one of the reasons why me and Mateus started this podcast all those years ago was because of shit like that, and we we haven't come across it too much recently. 
but that's probably because I've just maybe stayed away from certain places because it clearly is still there. It's still, a, it's still a problem. And and what's frustrating, particularly with with this group, um, is that they they put it as like a religion. They hide behind this this idea of being also true, and um, that's kind of the they they're probably using that to get people involved and and unwilling people. You know, there's a they'll be using like the also true word and some people will just fall upon it and be recruited and they'll just think that all also true is like that uh and it's fucking i don't have the words for how sickening annoying frustrating all the adjectives is that the right word adjective is it an adjective I never I learned should, I those. should know this I never learned those at school I was terrible for them uh but yeah it, it's just oh, it's, I just don't know the answer to it. I don't. I don't know what the answer is to fix it, uh, other than just call them pricks. But they don't. They don't care. They're not listening to this. The, the you know the people, uh, the people who are look. I say, I say that, but I've had messages in the past of people saying that they were kind of on that 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 path and they'd listen to the to the podcast and it helped them kind of mm-hmm. steer from it. So maybe you know maybe some people. Some people do. It's yeah. It's just shit, isn't it? People are shit. Yeah, it's just it's hard to know. Like sometimes that people are doing it out of like ignorance or like are are really being malicious. You know, like so so education. Yeah. I feel like is the best way to combat this. To be like, hey, like here are the dog whistles. Here's what to look out for. Um, and if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. Right? Like yeah. I don't know. Because uh, a lot of people, you know, they they don't know where to start when they're learning about, you know, uh, Nordic paganism, right? And oh, it's, um, yeah, it's it's so confusing. And there isn't. It's not like there's a Bible, and you'd be like, right, read this. This will tell right. you what to do. So uh, yeah, it's tough. So people will just fall into it, in particular. <sighs> yeah, and. You know, a lot of the people that are interested in this look a certain way. So if you get approached by someone, because they, 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 the thing is that a lot of them will look like I look. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're, if you're new to this and then you get approached by someone that looks like you, that's automatically like a welcoming thing. I was like, oh, you look like me. We both have like a, a milliner around our necks. You don't really know where to look because it is such a chaotic place out there. You don't know what's, True, and then you have, and it can be you. You just become indoctrinated into it because they kind of brainwash you, uh, and anything that you bring, it's like, well, this doesn't say that. It's like, well, that's bullshit. So, yeah, yeah it's fucking annoying. I hate it. But sorry yeah. to hijack the the part of the episode with that, but I it felt like a time just to 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 put it in there because I I read that earlier. And it just made me so mad that I was like, what the... And I was ready to just be like, say the name and be like, fuck you guys. Everybody just go tell them to fuck off. But uh, you just, yeah, like, I just don't want to give them the the satisfaction of like letting them have the, the airtime, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it, it, you know, I, I, I know a lot of Viking living history groups that screen people for that exact reason you know because somebody approaches you and they're like "Eh, i'm into vikings right it's like flip a coin Mm -hmm. 
like uh, a lot of the times at least in in my area but uh i like uh there's a comment here in the chat um if i can read it demory okay uh, there are way more people who are educated, open, loving, and willing to learn, share, support, give, etc. We have to put up with a few idiots and try to influence them to think and act without all their misplaced fear. Mm-hmm. I think it's that's true. a good point. The problem is, I, I my biggest concern with this and why I try to be quite outspoken with it is that most people who are already in this community are very... I, I find that a lot of them are very liberal um, and very welcoming but it's the when it comes to a general population of the world it's a tiny 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 percentage of people that are like into this stuff and know how welcoming it is but the small little percentage of assholes make the biggest noise or they're the ones who you see storming the capital you know they're the ones you see do it you know walking down with fucking burning tiki torches with like milners on or whatever and the and the viking age symbology so they make the biggest noise so the joe public who makes out the vast percentage of the world's population just looks at them and then it assumes the because they don't know any better they don't have time to research they don't have time to look Mm -hmm. deeper they just look at what's on the news they see a couple of times it pops up some some guy that with a big beard with a milner on saying hateful shit and they just kind of go people that are into vikings really suck they're all fucking racist and then you kind of get labeled with it and that's my my fear yeah. is that the it's not the people that are already in this it's the the, mm-hmm. the outside people who then get that judgment and then it becomes difficult to for people who are into this to just go about their their daily lives or have festivals there's a couple of people in the chat who said you know that's the biggest fear about liking this stuff is and looking the way mm-hmm. they do is being labeled as a white supremacist and that's that's sad that shouldn't be that shouldn't be a thing which is why we have to be vocal about where we stand on this so i mean like you're speaking out on the podcast publicly <laughs> like so you know you, just letting people know like hey like we're not about this i think that goes a long way towards like educating people um there are so many times when i'm doing my research for my books where like i'll have somebody's paper and i'm like i gotta check this person out to make sure that mm-hmm. they're not uh one of those right well yeah that's-, then that's that's the thing because it's like especially nowadays like, like you say you can't once it's out there you can't take it back mm-hmm. and stuff sticks you could yeah. find a really cool thing in a paper and put it in there use it completely innocently mm-hmm. but then it turns out that the guy that that you missed something that they are yep. actually uh you know a white supremacist then that mm-hmm. just automatically gets attached to you then yep <laughs> and that's a scary thing that that, that kind of just happens as well yeah hmm how do we fix the world <laughs> I don't know if I had all the answers, I would be out there trying to do it myself and not chatting on a podcast on an awesome podcast that I'm super happy to be on today <laughs> because I've been listening to it for so long. That's very sweet. I'm good. To, I'm good to have you here. It all be at the chaotic <laughs> start. I've calmed down now. 
I, <laughs> I, I, I like I moved house last week. Yes. Uh, so that was very stressful, and I didn't. For some reason, when I when I go to sleep late, I just get bloodshot. Like, but not like a tight eye. I get one eye that looks like infected. <laughs> don't know. Don't know why it happens. So yes. I had that, and that one healed, and the other one did it. So I've had like just shitty eyes for a few days uh yeah just just stressed yeah. uh so just but i should be able to finally move back into like an actual podcast studio thing where i can have things set up and not just be in the corner of the of the office All so right. that will that should be nice to finally have like my own space again that'll be awesome yeah i hope so i hope so i just try and uh get you know what 15 months later finally get back to some normality of like having a little setup where i'm not having to like pack it all down and put it all back up and rush all the time and not yeah as much as i like being here i I like my like the workshops like i'm here all day and then yeah come and sit in here and yeah just yeah you uh, jimmy just said you have a very nice setup thanks it's better than mine i've been doing this for oh. like four years or some shit now and i'm just sat on this old sofa <laughs> well this is just a foldable like thing that i got on the internet uh behind it is my bookshelves so uh i'm very lucky that my cat didn't try to tear it down <laughs> yeah i mean most people just have their bookshelves i'm sure yeah. oh, oh. It was it Leisha Gadea who had the most impressive bookshelf? Oh, I bet. I, I bet. I think his was phenomenal. Uh I never I thought I would imagine. Be, I never thought I would be 34 judging a man's book bookshelf, uh bookcase. I used to like a book wall. Um That's what I have behind me. But Yeah. Speaking of speaking of him, this oh, book just okay. came out. Oh yeah. And he uh, he edited it, was one of the editors. Uh, so I'm ready for it to blow my mind and like show me a bunch of things I was wrong about in my books. That's kind of oh, like yeah. my anxiety when I do my research nowadays. It's like, okay, I haven't read every single article in every single textbook known to man. So mm-hmm. like, what did I mess up that I can't take back? Let's see. Um, yeah. But it's part of the process. What about some changes like after the fact? Um, you know, there's a new discovery. Right. And then you're just kind of outdated, I guess. Like, what if there's, like, some kind of, like, lost Edda in somebody's attic in Iceland somewhere, right? Like, that's just going to totally, like, turn everything we know on our heads. You never know. Oh, I'd love that. They've found, like, sheaves of manuscripts, like, in, I think, in Iceland, in, like, a bishop's hat and, like, a shoe. Like, they just have found stuff in so many different places. So, ugh, there's got to be more out there, man. Oh, I imagine. It would be, oh, I'd love it just for the chaos that it created. And then and then just to watch people who'd like, because really pinned their idea on one on one hill, like on this is the hill I'm dying on. Mm-hmm. And then just to see that crumble, I would I just find it really funny, to be honest. Might be mean, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
just because you never know these things these things change seems like we get quite a lot of discoveries at the minute there was recently um was it a big gold hoard that was found did you so. see that i, didn't I think see that. i'm pretty sure there's like a big gold hoard and bobby's working tirelessly to book the the archaeologist who found it um yeah i'm pretty sure there's, a, there's like this really cool gold hoard found uh yeah so there's all you never know yeah it's just that yeah. it's the written stuff that's the issue isn't it like we find yeah. archaeology is not too much problem it's the they just didn't have any authors they needed you back then the fifty thousand yeah. words right <laughs> It also just occurred to me that for people who are listening to this instead of watching it, I was holding up the Norse Sorceress, Mind and Materiality in the Viking World. It just came out last month. So, um, yeah, yeah, just if in case anybody was interested. <laughs> oh, you need That's to awesome. shout your own books out. Not everyone else is. Yeah, that's true. I just, I just am really bad at that. <laughs> so, <laughs> just like, here, there's a book. It's, uh, um, it has words in it. And uh, I think it's pretty okay. I I was looking online. You've had a lot of reviews. It feels like a lot of people think it's pretty okay. Yeah. Yeah. And again, nobody is more surprised than I am. <laughs> so I'm very grateful. Do you ever read them? Nope. Read, authors, authors are not supposed to read reviews. No. Uh-huh. I read every review that comes in for this podcast. Sometimes it breaks my heart. Sometimes it yeah. makes me very happy. Yeah. Yeah. If I were to, uh, I, I, I definitely, I, I, I read a few of them when the book like first goes out to advanced readers, just cause I want to see how it's landing. I want to see people's impressions. Um, but for the most part, like I try to stay out of reader spaces as much as possible, as I mentioned. Um, and you just kind of like, you know, people have their own opinions on stuff and everybody's coming into it with a different perspective, you know? So, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's different for like podcast reviews though. I've never I'm, reviewed a podcast. I'm sorry, but. I'm, well, there you go. You could leave a five-star rate and a prosy review wherever you get your podcast. Please, please go and do that. It does, it does help the podcast. It helps it kind of show mm-hmm. up and, and people find it. So that's your job after this is to yes. go and leave a nice aye, aye, captain. but people are sometimes so mean i me and mateus go on once uh and i i think we got called jewish liberal cooks <laughs> which might be my favorite ever review for anything ever uh oh which is hilarious because we went through a spell of um we got called i think we we got called racist by some as one point or like as as far right but then we also got jewish liberal cooks like within the space of two episodes i think like we went i don't we don't which we figured we must be doing something right if we're getting the two ends of the spectrum then we mm. were probably like doing okay but yeah i remember we just got these two weird reviews like wait a minute how can we be <laughs> be both of those things which one is it guys yeah <laughs> mm. but yeah people are just people can be mean can't they but yep i i from i i have to admit i didn't have time to read the book because i'm a shit reader i just re- i i'm oh have you done an audiobook 
Yes. Uh, both of them are available as audiobooks. Yes. On Audible? Yes. Let me see. Uh, the, the Witch's Heart was actually um, nominated for an Audi Award. Um, alongside the likes of uh, Neil Gaiman and Barack Obama. Well. Just to name a few uh, who were nominated that year. Um, so, yeah, it was a huge honor. The narrator, um, I'm sure, did a phenomenal job. I, I, I can never, like, revisit anything that I've written that's been published. Um, so I only listened to a little bit of it. But, I, I mean, the chat is blowing up right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everyone's, about it, uh, yeah so. everyone's saying how good, yeah. the, how good the audiobook is. That yeah, the for The Witch's Heart, yeah. Good. So, yeah, I'm going to – that's going to be my work listen for uh, – I'm gonna put that, put it on with when I do my carving, and uh, awesome. that's my, th- my that's my problem. I I actually quite like to read. Mm-hmm. I just never stay still long enough to sit down and read. So if I can get things in audiobooks, then I'm pretty sorted because I can just kind of carve away all happy. But yeah, when it comes to reading, which is probably one of the things I would like to change, would like to read more. Books are great, but I'm biased. So, uh, Kaylee said she, she pre-ordered your new book. What's the new Thank book? You, Kaylee. Oh, that's uh, the Weaver and the Witch Queen. It's it's out. Um, it came out July twenty fifth, twenty twenty three, um, and it's also available as an audiobook. And the narrator is Norwegian, and oh, I think okay. she did a lovely job. So, did you not fancy doing it yourself? Um, I so so my publisher, um kind of handles that there are like people who actually do this for a living narrate audiobooks um so some authors do narrate Mm. their own books but it's i think it's like you know neil gaiman has narrated his own um, yeah so i'm just i'm not an audiobook i don't know (laughs) i i don't do that (laughs) you did did some silly voices earlier i feel like you could have handled it that is true um i i have taken like voice acting lessons and stuff too um but yeah, thank you. Uh, but I will leave it to the professionals. <laughs> so what's before we wrap up, what's what's in the future? What's next? Is there another one on the horizon? Uh, I do have a third book under contract with my publisher to be decided. So we, I can't really share anything about yeah, it yet. I, will you stick to this Nordic myth? Because uh, I guess you you don't have to see, you can't say necessarily about the third book, but would you? Uh, does it interest you to kind of just go write a space fiction or something? I don't think I'm smart enough to write sci-fi. Space. I, I like the way I went for space yeah, fiction spice, as well. Space fiction. There's there's a whole term <laughs> sci-fi. Yeah, you know, so it's in literally in the word science fiction. And I was yeah. like, yeah, space fiction. You know, have you ever thought of that? <laughs> Yeah, no, I I would never be able to. No, I think I think I found my wheelhouse, so to speak. So, so you're still, I'm so thick. It's really okay. It's really okay. No, I've been into this subject for more than a decade. So I've had people ask, like, are you gonna like switch to a different mythology? I'm like, yeah, if I wanted to publish a book like 15 years from now, and I'm comfortable writing about it, like, no, like this, uh, you know, just the depth of like research and knowledge I would have to have to be able to like responsibly and write about a different mythology. No, uh, I'm here. Um, I'm, I'm here in the, the Viking age. So you're, you're stuck there. Oh, you could do a little, a little crossover. Just bring a little Greek God in. Yeah. I don't that, know. That'd be fun. 
don't know about that. <laughs> that that really annoys some people. Maybe. <laughs> like Hercules just popped up. Oh my gosh. It's like, hey guys, how's it going? They're like, wrong time period, bro. Now it's the mythic past. Anything can happen. Well, exactly. When it's when you're talking about mythology, it could be. So I had this thought. I say I had this thought. I stole this thought from like a TV show, I think. Uh, it was like, what if like all religions just all existed? Um, like whatever is beyond here, whatever's past here. Mm-hmm. Uh, like who's to say that there has to be just one? Who's to say that there has to just be the Christian God or like um, Muhammad or Thor and Odin? Like who's says that? Why can't they all exist? And whichever one that you believe in, that's kind of where you go. Or yeah. maybe you can just switch between the two and just go hang out with the other people. Like, right? There's nothing to say that only one exists, and I—that's the world. I, that's the one I want to believe in: is that they're all there. Everybody gets yep. to go to wherever they're happiest, and you can just go and hang out with wherever, and just go and see how the other—I don't know if you Christmas cultures, but the other religions kind of. They're doing and go back, go back to, to yours if you want, or go and do whatever. I, I think that's yeah. the funniest way, yeah. So, if you want to just incorporate that into your book and give me the credit, <laughs> credit <laughs> right. for it, I would yes. appreciate it. Yes, <laughs> oh, I did give said... the podcast a shout out in, in the new one. So, oh, you, you did. Yeah. And Matthias, if you're listening to this, uh, I'm so sorry for how often the word Norse is used in this book. I just oh, couldn't find a good alternative. Oh, you've got to. It's I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, you have to feel like not so much, like I guess, in the, the, the body text of the book, but when it comes to like social media and keywords and trying to promote mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. such it's such a powerful word that. Mm-hmm. It's the one that everybody associates. So you have to use it. You you can't not because if you put hashtag Nordic for an example, you get might reach like five thousand people, but hashtag Norse is like a million or something ridiculous. Yeah. Like you you just gotta you've just got to you just it's it's Pandora's box. Norse isn't going back in the box. I'm sorry, Mateus. Yeah. So Ali said the American gods had already done my idea. Yeah. So, the fuck's Kinda. sake. That's Neil Gaiman, isn't it, as well? Mm-hmm. What a wanker. Sorry, Neil, but you stole my idea. <laughs> In the future. In the past. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you somehow minority reported me. <laughs> I'm just throwing all the examples out there right now. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's wrap this up and let let the people ask you some questions. So, uh, is there anything you want to want to say? Where can where can people pick the books up? Is there a place that's better where you get more money for it? Nope, uh, they're available wherever books are sold. Uh, both of them are available on audio. Uh, I have a lot of friends who like get them through the library in the states. We have um, Libby, I think, or like Libro mm. FM. Like they should be on all like every place that you can get books. They should be available. Um, I am. Most active on Instagram, if anybody wants to get in touch, at Jen Gornacek. That's Jen with a G. Um, and I don't really do Facebook or Twitter anymore for author stuff. Yeah. So Instagram's yeah, really yeah. the way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're going to listen to an audiobook, 
Also, just go buy a physical copy for two reasons. One, general gets some of the money for that, I assume. So that would be nice if you can just go and grab, grab a physical one. And two, <laughs> the reason that I like is that when people come around to your house, you can be like, oh, I read this book here. Um, and then they don't really know whether you're talking about audio or physical reading. You don't have to disclaim that bit. But it's also nice just having like a physical copy. So when I, I do it, I gen, I, I'm not even saying this, I genuinely do do this. If I listen to a book on audio and I and I like it, I'll just buy the physical copy because I just... Mm-hmm. Just, I like the tangible thing. I like having it there. I like putting it in my bookcase. I don't feel like I've cheated because I feel like I've actually listened to it. Uh, yeah, so I do do that. So please do that uh, and let Jen have some money. And whilst you're there, just subscribe to Patreon for slash Not Authority Podcast uh, and give us three pound if you're feeling generous as well. Yeah, and and the podcast also has a shop, doesn't it? Oh, like, we, yeah. are, are, th- are those Imagine. shirts still available? I'm actually wearing one of the t-shirts now. You know, I, I'm terrible. I, I'm terrible at self-promotion as well. Um, yeah, this is a this. I love this t-shirt as well. So this says, uh, "It never left. We did," which is a quote by Ina Selvik, and when he was talking about nature and how a our disconnect from it in the modern times, uh, which is very true. You know, we kind of abandoned it. It didn't abandon us. Uh, but yeah, let's let's let people ask you some questions, and we can then get out of here. Okay. Um, awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.